Good afternoon or good evening or wherever you're listening to live or, or looking back episode 201 of the Tree Talk podcast. We had episode 200 last week. So if you want to get our top 10 moments from the last four years or so, you can go back and watch that. But today we've another bumper episode. I, I, I'm sick of saying it. Well, I'm not sick of saying it, but I say it every week. We have um, the Hurland to look back on. We also have the, the final round in the top four football championships. We've ladies football, some semi-finals tonight, and obviously more at the weekend. Um, loads to get through, Matt, and try to get it done in the bones of an hour after last week. We ran a bit long, so we'll try and get it all done. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? I suppose anyone that I thought was going at live at half two, we were a bit delayed. We were looking through permutations and and all that. And I suppose that's what always goes in to the final round, Matt. And we will go through uh, the top two grades in the in the men's football. But we had a very eventful week in the Harlan last week. We'll go to the Harlan last. We'll, we'll start with the football. But before we get into it, Matt, I suppose, happy Wednesday. And how are you keeping? I'm good today, Jack. Very good. Yeah. Tis, it was, tis, uh, tis Wednesday, and uh, as you know, in the paper industry, tis the, uh, for the weekly papers, it's the end of the week. Yeah. It, it, it's your weekend, uh, to be fair, but I suppose well, it was... But I, in I, reality, I never... the weekend starts now. The next week starts now, you know, that's the how cyclic it is, you know. Yeah, it was another another eventful weekend uh, with the hurling and permutations all over the place, and this was... We have the, the knockout stages in the senior, intermediate and junior, but I suppose that Premier Intermediate competition is really living up to the bill and that we, we hype so much every year with six teams, no team qualified going into the final round and six teams vying for four spots. But as I said, we will get into get into the hurling later on in the show. But we will start with the football. We have the final round of the senior football championships in Group 1. We have Newcastle West against Father Casey's. Monoline versus Clahan and Ula versus Galbley. And I suppose each game, I suppose, has something going for you, kind of top of the table, mid-table, and then fighting for the relegation. We'll start with the game that's been streamed from Drumcolor Broadford this Sunday, Newcastle West versus Father Casey's. Both of them, uh, 100% record so far, four wins from four. They're both already true. Um, but I suppose, like doing a Kilmatic last week in the Harden, it's kind of a winner-takes-all, that the winner will go into the semi-final. And I suppose... Newcastle have to be favourites. They're they're champions for a reason. But for Father Casey's, the quarter final has proved very sticky in recent years. So it would be, I suppose, very beneficial for them that if they could win the game um, on Sunday, they would skip that quarter final. It's become a bit of a hoodoo and be straight into the semi finals. Yeah, I, I I've seen Father Casey's twice, and um, I I have been impressive. Very, I've been very impressed with them once. And and less impressed with him a second time, 
Um, but of, of course, the second time, you know, all you can do in, you know, is play what, what is put in front of you, you know, and once you get the result, it, it, it's job done. And um, they're, they're, they're in the position that they're in now, Jack, on merit. There isn't any doubt at all about that. And it, it, it seems at last that um, that the hard work that they have put in over the years and the success that they have garnered and enjoyed over the last couple of years, it's beginning to um, to bear fruit. They, 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 the cases by any benchmark are a formidable. They're a formidable side. They have assembled a formidable side, a good mix of youth. And and experience, but they face probably um, you know they face a very very strong Newcastle West team. Um, when it when it comes to Limerick football, Limerick club football, I suppose Newcastle West are the team that tick all the boxes, Jack. And um, mm. they they are there to them on merit, and I, I I get a sense that 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 they are there very comfortably in the position that they're in. And and I think for 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 Newcastle West, um, uh, they will say to themselves probably now you know three more games, and we've retained the county title for the first time ever in our history, um, and that there's there is nothing better to to motivate Newcastle West or spur them into action than a game with their arch rivals Father Cases. So I I expect that that Newcastle West will really step on the gas now and. As I said, that um, get a win on 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 um, and Saturday it is, I think, isn't it, Jack? No, Sunday. Uh, it's Group Two oh, Saturday. Sorry, Sunday. Group... Sunday. The, 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 the other group is on Saturday. Um, on Sunday, and it, it's two more games, and 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 they're crowned champions. But it's a fascinating game. Like it, it's two teams that are there on merit, and um, two teams with one hundred percent records. Something has to give. You know, and it, it, it'll be very interesting to see what the outcome would be. Yeah, something definitely has to give. I'll just drop the table there um, for the meantime, just so people get a sense of it. So there they are, um, the top of the table, uh, winner take all and straight into the semi-final. Then obviously we said about that mid-table battle between Clahan and Mona Lean. There's a place in the quarter-final for the winner of that. That's at four o'clock in, Mung- on, in Mungret on Sunday afternoon. For Monoline, a draw will do because of their superior scoring difference, minus four against minus 18. Um, Clahan need to win. Um, I suppose both teams were in the, the quarterfinals last year. Monoline reached the semi-final. Um, you, you could say Monoline are perennial contenders. Clahan are obviously only in their second year back up. It's it's an interesting game. Um, Clahan have shown snippets of what they're capable, capable of and similarly have Monoline, but... You mentioned that game, Monlean versus Father Casey's. It was quite a poor showing from the city side that we kind of had earmarked as probably the second team in the group behind Newcastle. You know, Clahan will fence their chances this weekend. They will. They 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 will, and and probably justifiably so. That they, they they it's their second year up. They consolidated last year, but this is this is a this is a city derby, and um, in typical derby fashion. Uh, you, Farm tends to go out the window, especially when these two meet as well, because they, there would be a certain level of rivalry between them because, um, you know, they, they, they've been two of the top, top football contenders in the city now in a while. But Monaline, um, Monaline, if you look back at Monaline for the last number of years, Jack, in the football championship, they have started slowly. But when it gets into the business, into the competition, you see a different Monaline. 
that they that that they they really can, you know, get get up for it, and they they um they they they've been hovering around Jack um in quarterfinals and semifinals for the last number of years without being overly impressive in the group stages. So um this this it, it's around this time of the year that 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 um. A Monolian challenge for the championship usually takes off. Now, for for Cahan, of course, it, it would be a massive landmark. You know, second year up, were they to make it to the quarterfinals? Yeah, sorry, I thought you were blocked there for a second. It would be. Um, I was actually impressed with Cahan last year. I thought they have built in it, but. As you said, Mona Lean are kind of, you know, they do kick into gear. Um, I remember last year in the quarterfinals they're against a Casey side that we fancied and, you know, they got over the line. They'll just be thinking if we get into the quarterfinals, we can beat anyone. They're obviously without Brian O'Donovan for the start of the season. I, I'd imagine he's back in the country. I'd imagine he'll be playing. He's a huge differential for any team. And I suppose to round out the group, then you have Ula and Galbally. Um, I suppose for Galbally, a draw is enough. Here to avoid that relegation playoff, they have, they have that draw against Lahan from earlier on. Um, Ular pointless so far. Um, it has been it has been a disappointing campaign for them, but you know, it, again, it's a winner take all kind of battle here. You can, if you win that game, especially for Ula, you can put the disappointment of the first four games behind you and look forward to next year. But you know, as tense as it is at the top, and I suppose in Lahan and Monlin, this one is really where. You know, there's going to be a lot of nervous energy, and it's I suppose who can keep their head on the day that will avoid that dreaded relegation final. Yeah, Jack. The, these two teams are in a position, you know, uh, the position they're in for a reason, and the reason is quite simple. You know, at the top of the table we have Father Cases and Newcastle West both unbeaten. Here we have Galbia and Ula who haven't won a football match between them in the four rounds, and. Galbally got what was a fortuitous draw uh, against Tahan in the first um, in the first round with a with with a last minute goal, and um, I, I I'm actually very surprised, Jack, um, at the decline of Ula. It's it's not too long ago since since they 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 um, they contested the county senior final, and um, 2019 wasn't it? Yeah, 2019 against Yeah, when they went through the group stages unbeaten and, you know, really took the championship by storm. And there was a sense around that time that, that Ula were going to be a force to be reckoned with for, for quite a while. Um, luckily for Ula, um, despite their four losses, they're in a position that were they to pick up the win against Galbraith, that they would be safe. Um, but, that, of course, that's another question. It's been disappointing for Galgley as well because it's not too long ago, Jackson, they contested the semi-final. I think it was 2020, was it? 2020, yeah. <laughs> if I'm right. Um, and um, it, it, it has been downhill since, basically, for him. Uh, this is going to be a very, very interesting game. Of course, the, the loser will be playing Bally Landers, uh, much as I hate to say it, in, 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 in the relegation playoff. Um, but this, you know, is a de facto relegation playoff. And um, these type of games take on a life of their own. So I'm going out to Capamore on, on, on um, 
on Sunday to see that game. So um, I'm really looking forward to the game. But, you know, it's a hard game to call now. Yeah, and I suppose we, we, we are in the business of predicting these games. and We'll get to them at, at the end of the podcast. But as you said, like, it's pretty much relegation semi-final. And those games, you know, they can go either way. Uh, moving into Group 2 then, um, similarly, there's a top-of-the-table clash, Adair versus St. Kieran's. Um, I'll get the table up for the next round of games because that's when the points come into But Adair are, are on eight points. Kieran's are on seven. St. Kieran's need to beat Adair. Um, you know, for Kieran's, this is probably a bit of bonus territory when you consider their, their last couple of years, they were, I suppose, off the boil. They were involved in relegation playoffs for the last two years. This is more like the St. Kieran's we know. Um Adair probably haven't been as impressive as we've seen in the last two years, but they still managed to get the job done four from four. You know, it's a really interesting clash, very hard to call, but a huge prize on offer. Again, St. Kieran's, they got the semi final in 2019, but after contesting two relegation playoffs, they'd love to be back into a semi final at the right end of, I suppose, the senior football championship. Yeah, we talk about, we talk about, um, you know, Kildama Palace, Kenry, and their, their dual involvement, and a lot of clubs have dual involvement. But St. Kieran's are in a similar situation. And in many ways, they they, 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 they mirror what is happening in Kildama Palace, Kenry. They, they went through the group stage of the Junior A Hurling Championship unbeaten. Of course, you remember they were beaten county finalists in that last year. So they're, they're, they're trying to juggle between hurling and football, and there's, quite, there's a bit of a crossover there. And um, but they, 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 you're absolutely right, Jack, when you say that they're in bonus territory. Like if you said to if you said to St. Kieran's, given their record over the last couple of years, and I'll qualify it in a minute, um, over the last couple of years that they'd be in, that they'd be contending for the semi-final, guaranteed a quarter-final place going into the final round, I'm sure they'd bite the hand off you. Yeah. But you, you must remember, Jack, and when we've mentioned this before, and this is how how I qualified by saying that. Last year, I think they lost both games by a single point to mm. to um, to to um, Galtier Gales and Valley Steen. So you know, maybe yes, they 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 they, they were in the relegation, and um, with, with, with a bit of luck, you'd have to say somewhere along the line they may not have been in it. But like yeah. having been in having been involved in relegation scraps for the last two years. They, they certainly have really re- reinvented themselves. And they are a formidable outfit now. There's Make no mistake about it. And I've seen them a couple of times. And they are where they are, Jack, on merit. No no question about it. And um, they're, they're a team that are extremely hard to beat because they have they, they, they don't know when they're beaten because they have resilience. And we saw it particularly in the opening round against Kildama Palace Kindred. <clears throat> when 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 their backs were to the wall and 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 they they dug it out. So, um, look, Adair will will probably be favourites. Four wins from four. Um, they have a phenomenal record in, in football over the last couple of years. Um, I suppose relegation back in the day about five or six years ago proved proved to be the catalyst. Um, yeah. um. And like they have a premier intermediate and is it three seniors one since? Which is yeah. fantastic. Two two um premier under twenty one football championships. Um, you know, that there's a reservoir of, of football of footballers in a day. 
and 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 the thing about it is, Jack, um, they uh, seem to have been around forever in football. But actually, their team is quite a young team in terms. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they're, they're old in terms of football played, but certainly, you know, age-wise, they're, 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 still, a, they're still, a, still a very, very young team. That would be a very, very interesting game. And, of course, the permutation is quite simple. None of the other four clubs in the group uh, can come near them. They're fighting out for first and second. A dare win or draw, they have it. St. Kieran's win, and they're, they're into the semi-final. Yeah, and I suppose for St. Kieran's, it's bonus territory in a way after, when you consider the last two years. But, you know, no one expects them to be, I suppose, languishing in the lower end the last two years. This is more mm-hmm. of where you would expect St. Kieran's to be. They were obviously had a lot of injuries last year. They seem to have far more of a clean bill of health, and they're showing that. And I suppose while they'll be juggling with the hurling Adair's um, season for the hurlers came to an end over the weekend, they were obviously relegated. So I suppose that might play into Adair's hand a small bit, or else there could be... I suppose low morale for for the dual players. So yeah, really interesting. We'll have our first semi final. Well, no, I, I would imagine it would be the opposite. You know that it'll be a case of salvage something from the season. You know. Yeah, you'll be hope. They'd be hoping for it, but it, you know, if the tide is going against you, it's hard to turn it. So I suppose we're half five in Croke. We'll have our first semi finalist, and the loser, or if it's a draw, one team will obviously be into the quarter final. Then I suppose that third quarter final place is keenly contested. Um, this weekend's fixtures: Kalaya Palace Kennery versus Ballystine um, at four o'clock in the Bog Garden, and then you have Galtig Gales versus Ballylanders at the same time in Kilfinnan. Permutations: Kalaya Palace Kennery no win would be probably more than enough. Um, they're nineteen points ahead of Galtig Gales in terms of score difference. If they lose, um, Ballystine can get in ahead of them um, as long as Galtig Gales don't win because they've had head over Ballystine. And for Galtic Gales, they'll be hoping for a draw, I suppose, another game and a win would be enough um, to avoid a counter points differential. You know, it's it's one where permutations come into play. We'll start with KP versus Ballystine because obviously two teams that are on three points and you talk about, I suppose, bringing momentum from the other court into it. No team, I suppose, no club is on a crest of a wave like Lion Palace can at the moment. Um, a third promotion in Hurling in five years is achieved every weekend, but when you consider... Football into that, that's five promotions in, I think it's eight years. You know, a really incredible feat. Um, and they'll be confident going into the game. They will be confident, Jack. Um, both teams, of course, are, are, are coming into the game on back of draws. Um, Kildaimo Palace Kinry drew with Gelty Gales in one of the finest football games I've seen in Limerick for quite a while. And uh, you were at the, the Ballysteen game yourself, which was a draw with St. Cairns when... Um, um, Ballystein staged a, a very late rally to, to, to snatch a division of the points. So it, it sets it all up nicely. Your analysis of the permutations are absolutely correct. Um, if if, if Kildaimo Palace can win and the Gales win, unless there's a massive turnaround in scoring difference, it's, it's, it's Kildaimo Palace can If Ballystein win and the Gales win, then it's, 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 it's the Gales go through because they have the head to head on Ballystein. Um, so it, it makes for a very, very interesting game. It certainly makes for a very interesting game. Kildaimo, Palace Kinry and Ballystine. It's certainly a, it, it, it's a novel game at this level. Um, mm. they, they have never met at this level before. Um, but uh, you, you're right when you say that, that, that um, 
uh, it has been going swimmingly well for um for for Kildare Palace Kenry this year and these things can can become contagious you know between hurling and football and <coughs> we have seen we have seen in the past we've seen Clanlar and Clare we've seen Lockmore Castellani and Tipperary very very successfully juggling very successfully juggling the two courts when it comes to the concluding stages so um like Kildare Palace Kenry they they have momentum going in because even though they haven't played a football match for three weeks, um, there are four weeks. Their hurlers have um, are after putting back to three wins in a row together, so they have momentum. But of course, Palestine can be waiting in the long grass for them, um, and they, 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 you know, knowing that a win could possibly um, uh, could possibly be enough to see the, see them through to the quarterfinals. So very, very interesting that game, Jack. Yeah, it is. Um, I suppose for KP, they, it's safe to say they have it in their own hands. I don't think we're going to see a 19-point swing, really. Um, especially if they win, it would have up to at least 20 points. So, Whereas um, for ourselves in Palestine, we're hopeful for uh, Gelta Gale's favour. Um, that game as well, you know, even though Palestineers are into relegation um, playoffs, that's their last chance, you know, to get a really competitive game before they play Ula or Galbley. It'll be no means like a walkover for Galtic Gales um, who will be going for victory. You know, like there's still an awful lot to play for in that game, even though Galtic Gales know that it's probably not in their hands either and Pedalanders are in a relegation final. You know, you'd, you'd probably expect a very interesting game there for for, uh, for those sides. Oh, you do. This is this is a Galtic's derby, Jack, and um, yeah. I'm right here, here in the middle of it. And um, you, you saw Black Rock and the hurling last week. Um, mm. They went in to play among the St. Paul's with nothing to play for. And you see the type of performance that they put up. And I suppose has people begging the question, had they put up that type of performances earlier? Um, we might have a different story. But um, I, I saw Bally against against the Dare and they were desperate, desperate unlucky, Jack, that they didn't win the match. They were beaten by a point. <clears throat> the minus, of course, that talisman Jimmy Barry Murphy, like through injury, which which is a huge loss to him. But you're right; they 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 need to get a result and need to get a performance against Galtie Gales um, to um, uh, to have momentum going into the um, going into the relegation playoff, which could conceivably be uh, next door neighbours. Uh, you could have a Galbley Belly Landers relegation playoff is a possibility you know yeah. it's a 50-50 chance really but uh, I, I think the Gales uh, I, I have something about them that I think uh, the Gales on Sunday will, will uh, Saturday will put themselves in a position Jack um, that, that um, it, 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 you know they'll put it up to Kildama Palace Gendry to win to, to put them out because yeah. you know I, 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 there's something about the Gales, as I say. I, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed actually that they are in this position, that they're not in a stronger position. But it is what it is, Jack. Um, <coughs> um, whether to win, they'll end up with five points out of ten. But I thought <coughs> they had a very disappointing performance against St Kevin's, and I think that that that, that was mainly their undoing. Um, now they lost the they, they lost the opening round to to Adair, um, on a dare, and on a night when they were minus Tom Childs and Sean McGrath, and 
couple of big key players. But um, it's going to be a very, very interesting derby. And um, yeah. I'm really look I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, you're right, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Gales will beat Ballylanders. Um uh, all right, Ballylanders may have nothing to play for. There is there is the question of pride, there's the question of bragging rights, but above all, Jack, there is the question of momentum going into a, a crucial relegation final. Yeah, you know, the thing for Ballylanders is they know exactly what's ahead of them. Celtic Gales will, I suppose, be waiting by phones and things to see what's going on in the Bog Gardens. But for for Bellanders, they know they definitely have another game. And you said momentum and bragging rights and all that. Um, but I will get you to call it there in a while. Um, into the Intermediate Football Championship, and we'll just run through it briefly there. Um, there's uh, St. Pat's season is came to an end with, I suppose, Bruff's walkover there. Um, the, the Pets are in a decent position. We don't appear to go through. Um, they can be caught by Cora Manister to go level on points with them and they need a huge swing of scoring, but they can't be overhauled from the quarterfinal stages. This weekend we have Napiershig versus Glynn and we have St. Sennans versus Cora Manister. So you're pretty much looking at a, a Cora Manister and St. Sennans straight shootout in one game, Matt. Um, which way do you see that going to join Napiershig and, and Pats? I, I, you're you're asking me to make a prediction of it. I I think Saint Sinans would probably win it, Jack. And um, if they do, that would open the door for for Saint Pat's to go through to the quarterfinal, where Krakora Manister to upset the odds, um, and 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 win. Then it's curtains for Pat's because yeah. um, uh, they 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 will finish level on points with 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 Saint Sinans and Saint Sinans have the head to head on them. Um, it. Napiershik played Glenn, and um, when Napiershik win that, and I, I think they'd be favourites to win it, um, they will be outright at the top of the table um, into the semi-final. Like, you know, for, for Napiershik, you know, it's been a phenomenal year so far, Jack. Into the senior hurling semi-final, intermediate hurling semi-final, intermediate football semi-final. And, like, uh, I don't know why we're saying we're... Are we surprised? No, we're not, Jack, because no. I think you and I flagged it at the very start of the year that Napiershik would be um, possibly the team to beat in the in the Intermediate Football Championship. Now, the only blemish on a, on a 100% record to date was a draw with Krakora Manister. And they, 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 <coughs> were they to lose and Krakora Manister win, I think they have a, 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 points adva- a scoring difference advantage on Krakora Manister. Yeah. Now Sinans will want Sinans will want it's not too long ago since Sinans were playing senior football. They won they won the county, they won the intermediate championship. I think it was in 2018, Jack. They were relegated in 2020. They just had two seasons up. And they, they, they will be anxious to get back up 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 to senior ranks because you know they believe it's their destiny. Um I I, I think I think Sinans will win that game and I, I think Napiershik will beat Glenn. Yeah, I Saint Sens came up in seventeen, if I'm right, because I remember in 2018 they probably should have beaten Adair. Right. They should they should have You're beaten right, Adair yeah. in Newcastle in eighteen, and then yeah. in nineteen they were relegated. They were wasn't yeah nineteen they were in yeah, our group. Yeah, um, I, mean, you know, it was, I was a year out. They they, they won it in yeah. 2017. They beat um, Galbraith, I think, in the final. Galbraith came back and won it the following year, and um, then then. 
your point still sends like it's it's not that long since they were a senior team and, and you know competing with the likes of Adair and they were beating Drum at the time who were in senior but yeah you'd you'd fancy sentence to, to come through that game but Kokora you know in their second season in intermediate will be you know looking to build on that experience from winning the junior a couple of years ago and showed in winning the junior that when you know push comes to shove that they they can deliver um but in, in, into, into group yeah, and, 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 Jack, you know they, they struggled a bit last year in intermediate and um they'll be saying to themselves look we we we, we can get this a right cut now we're We've no relegation worries. Um, uh, they've put to bed the qualification of, uh, in the junior hurling championship, and you know <coughs> they're able to focus everything on the hour at the weekend. You know, so you, they 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 could make it difficult for St. Sinans. I I I I have a feeling that I have a feeling for St. Sinans in that one, Jack. Yeah, I do too. I suppose then Group Two is. <laughs> Is messy for want of a better word. With um, you know, there's as you can see there, there's, there's four teams on six points already. Rakeel are already there. Um, after being even Walker or Walker by Father Casey's, uh, Drum Broadford played Palace Green and Munger St Paul's play Gerald Griffins. Um, you could have the scenario that if if Drum and Mungret, or if if Drum win, they'll go top of the, the group because they have the head to head over Mungret and Gerald Griffins. Um, I suppose if you have a, a draw between Drum Rod for the Palace Green and a draw another game, you'll have a messy scenario with, with three teams and seven points for that for the top of the top of the table and a, and a place in the semi final. But I suppose you you expect Drum to get the job done anyway, Matt. Before we go on to the other game between Mungret and Star Griffins. Yeah, it's it's been a difficult year for Palace Green in 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 um, in hurling and uh, sorry in football. Um, even though they, they, they got through in the hurling last weekend um, with two wins out of five. Um, so you, you'd have to think that their focus now will be solely on hurling because they've, they've got very little to play for in football other than pride. Now, Drumcolor have hit a very good vein of form. They've won three out of four games. The only game they lost was to Red Keel. So, like, and the, the, the two teams there at the top, they have beaten both of them. And as you rightly flagged, if Drumcolor or Bartford beat Palace Green, they, they, they will snaffle the semi-final spot. And then it will come down to what will happen after that. What will happen between Mungret St. Paul's and Gerald Griffins? Um, a draw, of course, would mean, mean that Rakeel would be out. And I, I, I think both Gerald Griffins and Mungret St. Paul's have the head-to-head on Rakeel in any case. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the only scenario that might, that could save Rakeel is if Drumcolor or Bradford were to, were to lose. And there was a draw in this game. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. that they, they would force a head-to-head. No, they, and they, even um, um, if, if Drum were to lose, Rakeel have a scoring difference advantage on Drum. Oh, yes, they do, yeah. Oh, yeah, if there's a winner in the other game. So, you know, Drum need to win, essentially, is what we're saying here, or they'll, or they'll be gone. Um, no, yeah, they will, unless, obviously, Dara Griffins get, a, get an awful hockey in from Munger, because they're, just looking at it here, Munger are on plus 41, Dara Griffins are on 19, Raquel on 5, and Drunkle Bradford on 0, but there is the issues of walkovers in, in that group, so... Um, 
like that's when it gets kind of messy. So you'd be hopeful that that won't come into play. But if you were to call the three teams to come from the group, Matt. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely call Drum Brad for Johnny Matt, and because um, yeah. I, I think they, they will have enough for, for Palace Green, and and I, 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 I find it very hard to oppose Mungret St Pauls and Gerald Griffins. <coughs> with the with the winner in that game. Well, look, there's no calling in it. I'm calling Drum Bradford, and if they win, Mungret and. Uh, Gerald Griffins are through with him. <laughs> that's that's really staying on the fence there now. To, um, no, no, no. The... They're, they're through with him if, if from Bradford win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because irrespective of the outcome of the other game, they have the head to head on Rakeel. Yeah. But you're, you're... The, 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 the real game that everything is contingent in that group, Jack, is from Bradford against Palace Green. Yeah, I suppose the thing for Munger and Der Griffins is those games are in the same time, so they won't know what's happening. Uh, Munger St. Paul's versus Der Griffins in the Bog Garden at 1 on Sunday, and Drum Broadford versus Palace Green at the same time in Carina on the same day. On Saturday, it's Glynn versus Piercing in a skeet in a 3, and Kakora Manister versus Sennans at the same time in Clarina. Uh, those are the intermediate football championships. There's obviously um, the final round in the Premier Junior and the Junior A, and all those fixtures and permutations will be on the website in the coming days, but as we always say, we don't have enough time to get to, I suppose, everything um, on the on the podcast over the course of about an hour. Um, tonight, Matt, so Wednesday, if you're watching on Wednesday, the 24th of September, we have our two ladies senior football semi-finals. We have St. Elvis versus Drum Broadford, and then we have a repeat of last year's final, Monaghan versus Ballylanders. Um, we'll start with Drum and St. Elvis at 8 o'clock this evening in Mount Collins. St. Elvis, I suppose, were dethroned at the same stage last year. They had won the championship in 2019 and 2020. From Broadford are back-to-back defending intermediate champions in their first year, and they've really, I suppose, hit the ground running. St. Elvis were impressive in their group and have only played two games, whereas Drum ha- have played four. But to be fair, they've won, they've won three of those, those four games, only losing to Monaghan in their first game back in the senior ranks. Elvis will be favourites, but I mean, Drum really do have a chance here to upset the odds once more. They have, Jack. It's 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 been a smashing year so far for 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 um, Drum Broadford by any benchmark. You know, as you rightly said, they came up as 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 intermediate champions, and after losing to Mon again in in the first round, they they they've, they've recorded w- wins over St Bridget's and Old Mill, and then. Through to the um, uh, quarter final, where, 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 they, where they had a very, very good win over this year's league champions, Fiona Castleman. And um, like the, 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 the four games to two, um, uh, while, while St. Elbys would be firm favourites going into the game, I, I, I feel that Drumcolor's Broadford's activity, um, while, while um, um, St. Elbys have been idle. I feel it would close the gap and make this a very, very interesting encounter and very, very interesting to see who who, who will come through. Um, I saw Elbys in, in, in the second round against Ballylanders. They, they scored a goal in injury time to win the game by a point. Um, they, they look pretty formidable. And there isn't any doubt at all about that. Um, but... Um, in, 
you know, it, it's an interesting game, and it, 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 it will come down to how will St. Elvis adapt to the, lay, the, the layoff. Um, because um, certainly um, uh, from Bradford will hit the ground running because they have been active week on week. Now, Elvis have been boosted this year by the return of Murray Kavanagh and um, the, the, the former Monaghan player, Granny McKenna, uh, linking up with him, so they 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 will be a much stronger outfit than 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 last year. I think they'll probably get over the line, Jack, but only just. Yeah, you'd have to hedge towards Elbys. They've all that experience, you know, in the senior ranks, as you rightly pointed out. But you know, at Drum will be a dangerous team with with no fear. Um, we spoke of bonus territory earlier on today. They're they're certainly in bonus territory. I think it's it's fair to say. After winning the intermediate championship, now you just want to consolidate your position in there and gonna get used at level, but they've certainly done that and more. Um you, you'd fancy Elvis, but you know, it could go either way. And then the other one, then a repeat of last year's final, um, which was the case twelve months ago as well, I think, for for Monagate or not Monagate, sorry, it was all men, never mind. Um, but yeah, a repeat of last year's final. Monaghan won by three points to win their third title. Benelanders will certainly be looking for revenge. They've gone, I suppose, the longer route. They lost to St. Valdez, as you mentioned there, and they had to come through a quarterfinal, but very impressive against Old Mill they were in that quarterfinal, whereas Monaghan, straightforward, beat Trump, St. Bridget's, and Old Mill to go through to the semi final. Like you said with St. Valdez, they'll, they'll have had that long break. You know, it, it's what they've done. I know a lot of them will have hurled in the meantime, but. Bellylanders will be hopeful that you know maybe a slow start they can get ahead and keep ahead of the defending champions. Yeah, you see, Monaghan were in a four club uh, group. Bellylanders were in a three club group. Now, Bellylanders on, on the opening day they they went to um uh, to Rue to play Fiona Castlemahan and uh, came away with a very narrow one point victory. And as I, as I said to you, the game that I was at. Um, they they lost at home then to St. Elbys by a, a single point. But I I, I think Bellylanders probably really found that championship bottom jack in the quarterfinal win over Old Mill in um, a couple of weeks ago and um, well ten days ago now. And um, uh, it was a repeat of last year's um, semi final. And. Um, it, it it was a game and the last year's semi-final was a game where Ballylanders appeared to be in control but just couldn't simply put all mill away. But I think on this occasion <coughs> they, 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 they were much more comfortable. You know, we talked about Monaghan or Newcastle West footballers ticking all the boxes. I suppose Monaghan tick, tick all the boxes when it comes to ladies football. And um, there's a big crossover, as we know, between them and, and Newcastle West Camogie. And um, like you, you, you can't argue with their credentials. Um, three straight wins over from Bradford, St. Bridget's and um, Old Mill. And um, it's, it's going to be a fascinating final. There was only three points be between them uh, uh, last year in the county final. But you must remember that in that county final last year, Ballylanders played for 40 minutes um, with just 14 players because they had four sin bins. 
you know, yeah. and which was crucial. And of course, Bally, Bally will have a mission. They'll, they'll be they'll be on a mission tonight, you know, when when they go to not long, um, to to atone for last year. They, um, they'll be boosted by Andrea O'Sullivan and Claude McGraw returning to their ranks. Um, you know, there's a potential for an upset here in this, Jack, and I'm not being parochial or I'm not anything like that, but I, 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 I think Bally have the capacity maybe to upset the odds in this one. Yeah, I, I suppose Monaguer going for a sixth final as well in a row, which would be an incredible achievement when you consider what a lot of them have done with Newcastle in Hurling as well. But I will I will ask you um, for your final pairing, um, if you don't mind. I, I'm going for Ballylanders, Elvis. Yeah, I'll still stick with the West Limerick side. Um, or Monaghan to the other side of the draw. Um, I, I'd be confident with St. Elby's um, to overcome Drum, which would set up a St. Elby's and Newcastle final like we had in uh, in 19 and 20. Um, and I suppose this weekend as well, then we have the, the rest of the, the knockout game starting in the in the intermediate and junior competitions. Yeah, well, in the intermediate, there's, there's two very interesting intermediate semifinals. You have Mungret St. Paul's are playing Ula in, in Nakeni. Um, I think it's on Saturday evening and the same evening then Nakeni are travelling to Kilkeely um to play Maru Bohor. Two very interesting, two very interesting semifinals. Maru Bohor really put it up to Drum Bradford in the semifinal last year. I, I I was at it and of course you know that Ula are last year's runners up. So um and they're really going to be put to the test by a re rejuvenated Mungret. So it's it, two very very interesting semi-finals, and could be very very interesting interesting to see who comes through on 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 um, on um, is it Saturday or Sunday evening, Jack? Saturday, I'm fairly sure. Just off the top of my head, Saturday. Um, tonight we have obviously Wednesday for for the senior, and then the weekend for for the intermediate championships. Mm -hmm. Um, we said we we talk about the the hurling and give a roundup before we do. Um, we've had an update. On the the jersey that was released, this uh, unique jersey, shall we say, um, and you, you can see there on the the chest of the jerseys of Darren Burns, Keenish, Kyle Hayes, it's people's names. This is the senior hurling training jerseys that was launched last week. Um, I suppose there was a small bit of public outlash or backlash on the price of it, and Limerick J have responded. Um, the price reduced to hundred euro. You get. Your jersey, you get a beanie, a Limitier beanie, and you get a letter from Declan Hannon and John Kiley. And I suppose not to try and sell it or anything, but you know, jerseys these days are 60, 70 quid as it is. Um, you know, a hat would be 20 or 30 quid, and you know, a letter from John Kiley and Declan Hannon will prove priceless down the years. But look, we're not here for people to buy it, or we're just here to you know promote it and say it's there for anyone that wants it. Um, I suppose if you anything. To add to last week, um, I suppose the relation that the price has changed. Well, you probably know my view on it, Jack. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm most, I'm most disappointed with, 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 with what has transpired since we spoke last week. Um, and um, uh, listening to people and they, they're comparing it with the price of jerseys, um, that they can get jerseys in the shop for fifty and sixty euros and all this sort of thing. That, that is to miss the point of what this was all about. This was a fundraiser. A lot of those people that are cribbing about that, I know I know the cost of living. You know, Jack, it affects me as much as everybody else. These people, if you said to them six years ago, we're going to win four All-Irelands in five years, 
they'd gladly part with anything for it. Now, they, 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 these players, they're after winning three All-Irelands in a row. What did they get for the first two because of the pandemic? Nothing. Mm. In my opinion, it, it, it is payback time, and it's very, very little to ask. There is no obligation on anybody to buy the jersey. Yeah, I think that's the big thing that people are missing. You don't, you don't have to buy the jersey. You know, it's not, it's not mandatory that you, that that you buy the jersey, but the fundraiser is there, and I I I think the way it has transpired, I'm deeply saddened by it. But look, the jersey is there for 100 euros, and plus the the, the added extra, the letter from John Kiley, the beanie cap, and all these beanies, whatever they are. But um, look, I, I I think it's one way of saying to the lad. Thank you, and that's my last say on it. Yeah, I think the big thing as well. It's it's not mandatory. If you want to give back, you can. If you don't, or you don't have the means, that's okay. No one will follow you. You can still come to the Kelly Crowns in January and see them tug out in in the jersey for the Munster Harland Cup. But staying on the Harland mat, we had a, an eventful final round in the Senior Championship. Anyway, we had three draws out of the six, which I didn't think we, we saw coming. Um, but you know, Jackson, you, 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 you predicted what? one draw and you got you got it wrong of three of them. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose looking at Dune and Kilmalak and what they've done in the last few years, you know, we probably should have. And I don't think either of us thought there would be, you know, an easy win for either team, but we probably should have leaned towards a draw and, and that's what we got. And hopefully a taste of things to come, you know. Um twenty-four points to one twenty-one. Dune did it without Dardunovan for over ten minutes, who um, saw a second jello, but like I wasn't there, I was in a skeeton for the Dare Passwell game. But you know, like they've been really impressive this year, and more the same, you'd, you'd suppose, from teams like that. And the Pierce then drew with a hand, um, which kept them safe. And you know, Patrick beat a dare to not only book their place in the quarter final, but also relegate a dare from group one, an eventful final round in group one. I suppose, what did you make of it? Well, uh, yeah, Jack. I I I was out in Fedimer at the um, at the Dune um, Kilmallock game. And first of all, may I say full credit um, to to the Fedimer club um, for the manner in which they staged the game and the manner in which they had their <coughs> their facilities and the manner in which they ensured that everybody got good parking and reasonable parking. Um, as for the game itself, Jack, it's one of those games it was a privilege to be at. Um, I was talking about being a privilege last, last the previous week to have seen Kyle Hayes score 10 points. This this was a game that was a privilege to be at. It, showed, it showcased all that was good in, 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 in Limerick Hurling. It, 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 it had a star, a stellar cast, Jack, without a number of the stars. Like Barry Murphy was missing for... Um, for um, Dune, as was Adam English, and you, as you rightly said, um, uh, Darrow Donovan was sent off for a second yellow offence. And on the Kilmanock side, um, they were down Paddy O'Brien, uh, Michal Houlihan, Oshin O'Reilly, and after five minutes of the game, they were down with the rising star Shane O'Brien. But that 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 did not prevent. Um, um, those that were on the field turn, turning in a superlative performance. I, th- I thought it was an excellent game, embellished by a fantastic goal by 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 Pat Ryan. 
14 seconds into the second half. Now, I, I, I thought um, Pat Ryan had an exceptionally good game. And apart from his goal, he got a point to level matters in the 61st minute from a desperate, awkward angle. Um, it, took an, it took a fair bit of courage to have a pot at it, but he had it and, and, and brought it off. It, 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 it was a very, very good game for both sides. Um, um, now, Kilmallock will have to wait a couple of weeks because of, of making it directly to the semi-final. And um, uh, Dune will be in action um, much sooner when they, when they will play Kildaimo Palace. Well, a week sooner when they play Kildaimo Palace in about two weeks' time in, in the quarter-final in Kilmallock. But I, I thought it was an excellent game and um, um, a really, really, a really, really enjoyable game. Now, um, Michal Houlihan is is is, um, is is Kilmallock's free taker, and Shane O'Brien had taken over the duties from him. And this time, it was Conor Clark that took up the 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 the, the, the job of taking the freeze, and he 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 did very very he was very very successful, including landing a sixty-five right on the hour. You know, which put Kilmallock ahead <coughs> only for <coughs> that fine strike from Pat Ryan at the finish to to, to level it. It was a memorable game, Jack. It's the type of game you'd like to see every week. And um, two very good teams showing on a fair microcosm of of a county that um, has won four of the last five All Islands. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't think we, I don't think well. There's a high possibility we, we see those teams against each other again. Um, not uh, I suppose towards remote or anything, but it's it's likely that we'll see some sort of combination of that. Um, we neither of us saw Napiershig and Ahan live, but I think a, a team that we've heard of throughout the year and, and seen we've seen Ahan has been Tom Morrissey and I suppose that the people there the new ones that can that can really say what happened. But it sounds like he pulled them out of the fire again, um, got the goal and Ahan led for most of the game against Napiershig and as they do, Napiershig came back, but two more points from Tom Morrissey and it was eventually settled, but that was enough to I suppose keep them safe, but Tom Morrissey has just been a different level this year, and I suppose it's it's no surprise. But he wasn't, I suppose, at the level that we know he can get to for Limerick, but he's certainly proven it for a club and a club that really do need him. That you know he is the star man of that team, and and he's producing the goods time after time, and they'll be in senior A for the fourth successive year. Um, not yeah, only down I, to, I, I saw Tom against. I saw Tom against Kilmallock and. I simply thought he was just phenomenal, you know. He he was just, you know, a, a, absolutely un, unbelievable, you know. Against the dare as well, the oh, first oh, round. Yeah, oh, just simply fantastic. Oh, what, yeah, what a what a what a player like, you know, that can deliver for his county for the first six months of the year and then turn in those level of performances for um for his club. Absolutely phenomenal, but. I am. I'm not in the slightest bit surprised, Jack, because I would, I would rate Tom Tom Morrissey right up there. You know, yeah, there's a reason he's a double All Star for Ireland, for All Irelands, two twenty ones All Ireland, two Munster minors. So yeah, a hand are safe and Pascal got through it there. Um, they did the hard way. I was out in the skeeting at the game, and like you said about Fedemore, fair play that lads in the skeeting. Um, with that road hitch, it was a huge crowd, biggest crowd I've ever seen. At a game in the skeeting out, the lads did say Kilimo, Palace Kennery, and Belly Brown was similar enough crowd, but no great to get a, a game so close to home and, and a good contest. And um, Mark Carmody and Jack Keller have been very good throughout the year, kind of led from the front. 
throughout the game. And then it was Darren Burns towards the end, um, caught a couple of balls, and they just pulled clear. And they're relegated, and it's it's down again after getting promoted after being relegated. It's it's a disappointing one for a dare. Um, and we had said that maybe they'd be the ones to to break the monopoly in the top four, but that's not to be the case. But before we get into the quarterfinal draw, like I think a word has. Jack, to just before you go from that, um, you you mentioned two, two names there, um, Mark Carmody and and Jack Kelleher. I thought those two were phenomenal in the game against Dune as well. I thought they were excellent. Mark yeah, Camberley yeah. having a fantastic season, and so is Jack Kelleher. Yeah, two brilliant seasons so far. And I was, I was trying to do a, a team of the year. We'll go through that very briefly at the end of this. But there's so many names um, of players. But one team that I want to touch on before we get into that quarterfinal draw is Kildare Palace Kennery. We spoke about him earlier. We're talking about the football, but I mean another promotion, Matt. So in seventeen, they're intermediate champions. Um, so in 18, they lost the semi-final in the Premier Intermediate. 19, they lost the final. 20, they won it. 21, they won the County Cup in their first year in senior. And now they're going to be in senior A for 2023. You know, it's a phenomenal achievement for a club that are doing it at both calls and wouldn't really have a huge pick. It's kind of the same core group of lads that are driving it um, for both calls. But, you know, fair juice to KP who are going to be in senior A next year. Oh yeah, fant- fantastic! And they they really had to dig deep. Um, I I was at the game, and they really had to dig deep against them, um, against Gareth Balan. And um, like in fairness, um, Gareth Balan did a good job on 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 Kyle Hayes, even though I understand I I I have later that he, he may have been suffering from a bit of an injury, but Robert Sampson, you know, he 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 was he was welded to him. And and Kieran Sheehan sat in front of him, so to make sure that as little as possible trickled through to him. Um, but it was a good overall performance by by um, Palace Kinry. But Gareth Plan would be left to ask questions as to why um, the level of indiscipline, um, which which cost them dearly. Sean Barry got fourteen points from place balls. Now one of them was a sublimely struck line ball late late in the game, but. Um, he, he, his, his shooting was absolutely unerring. It made a huge contribution. Um, overall, uh, throughout the field, it was a pretty even game, other, other than that. But Gareth Bland um, didn't arrive in, in Carrick and Leash the other evening to, to make up the numbers. And they, they, they had an ambition of their own. Had they won the game, you know, uh, they, they would have seen where it would have taken them. And um, to 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 have moved them on to six points, so um, I I would say that um, uh, unlike the previous week when 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 their steamroll past Black Rock, on this occasion, uh, Kildaimo Palaskinri were asked serious serious questions by Gareth Balan and responded, Jack. Yeah, you mentioned Sean Barry there, brilliant brilliant free taker. Um, didn't start against Munger in the first. I don't know why he might have been injured, but he's. he's one of the best free takers I've ever seen, and he was the same against Blackrock in the in the 2019 final. He kept the minute, and you know, deservedly so. They're gone up, and we talked about you know star players shout here. I just think Kyle has been phenomenally good, as you expect. John Chalk and goals as well, and I think Kyle Downs has been brilliant all year. He got yeah, three more Kyle points. Kyle Downs was very very impressive. Very very impressed with Kyle Downs, and of course, Chalky is Chalky. <laughs> yeah, um, I think. 
he'll have seen it all and uh, and he, he he will be in section A next year. You can bet your life on it. Yeah, I think it'll be his 27th year. So I suppose it just goes to show that you keep plugging away like these things can happen. Now, I suppose the first 20, 20 or so years that they were kind of in around intermediate ranks, but he'll be senior mm-hmm. A and so will KP. So I suppose fair dues to them. And South Liberties are the other team that got through. They they knew they had to beat Bradley Brown and hope results elsewhere went their way. And, you know, first and foremost, they got the job done. Um, they beat Bradley Brown. That's all they could do. And Munger trauma, Blackrock um, allowed them to go through. But... I suppose it, it's gone a bit sour for, for Paddy Brown in a way, but South Liberties won't mind that in the slightest. They're into the quarterfinals for third successive year, briefly on the semi or in the quarterfinals, Matt. Um, Before you go there, um, I, 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 I have a certain amount of sympathy um, with Paddy Brown, Jack. Um, anything that was to go wrong went wrong for Paddy Brown this year because they had a great start to the championship. They look, you know, they look the team to beat and um uh, then they were undone by Chalky's late goal there in, against Kildare Palace Kimberley. But they have been dogged by injuries, the loss of Stevie O'Reilly and um, a couple of players to injury. And um, then, then you had the loss of Cullen Coughlin for the final game, which was which was a, which was a huge, huge loss. Um, it's been a disappointing year for for Bally Brown, but um, like they, they 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 certainly are a young side and they have they have the potential and. Um, you know, I, I certainly spare a thought for them. I, I think um, they, they've been unlucky this year, no question about it. Yeah, they'll have a chance against Munger St. Paul's. They'll play in the County Cup final on the 8th of October, the same weekend as the quarterfinals. That game is on in Clahan. But the quarterfinals met uh, KP versus Dune and South Liberties versus Patrick's. Well, um, you know, we've been asking for someone to break into that, that top four and KP and South Liberties will lead the charge this year. Um, tough tests for both sides, but I suppose three mm. weeks out, you know, if you were to pick one of them, you know, which team would you say is more likely to come through? Well, you know, for up, up to last year, we were decrying the fact that um, none of the teams that had come up from Section B had made any real impact on the, on, on the quarterfinals because mm. they had tended to be one-sided affairs. We got two cracking quarterfinals last year and we came to the brink of the two teams from Section B winning because Kilmallock needed extra time to see off South Liberties and um, um, Patrick Swell needed the late intervention of Jason Gillan with, with four points to get to get the better of a dare. So we possibly will have more of the same, Jack. I, I expect Kildama Palace, Kenry and, and um, <coughs> South Liberties to account for themselves very well. Um, I think South Liberties, if they produce the performance that they produced against Kilmallock last year, this and, and we know now that it's in them, but it probably hasn't surfaced yet this year, then I think they will be in with a right chance. Yeah. You know? Um, and they, for Kilmallock Palestine, it has to be bonus territory. It has to be bonus territory. And they, they, they will be prepared to give it a right go. Kildama Palace will give it a right go against Doom Jack. I know we'll be previewing the games nearer to the time, but um, I, I'm really looking forward to them. They're, they're, they're on in, both on in Kilmallock on a Saturday and a Sunday in, in early October. So we're really looking forward to them. Yeah, and I suppose for KP, it's, you know, that's what they're going to be playing next week or next year, week on week, is the likes mm-hmm. of Doom and, and these teams. So it'll be a good gauge to see where they actually are. Um, oh, absolutely. 
Briefly, um, in the, the other competi- competitions that came to close, the group stages, Intermediate Championship, uh, Napiershig topped the table, as did Croke Ilfini, they're straight through into semi-final, and then your quarter-finals, Brewery versus Palace Green, and Croom versus Grenoble and Gary. Um, I might ask you now, Matt, we had made our predictions pre the championship. If you were to call from those six teams, where would you be leaning towards? Oh, I... I'd probably be leaning towards Napiersig, but I, 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 I'd be aware of Brewery. Yeah, and, and Napiersig double and seems or, or be aware, aware of Brewery and Crokilfini. Crokilfini will want to go one better. Yeah, we've seen a lot of instances where a team got a final and came back the following year and won the championship. We've seen KP do it. We saw Glenroo do it. We saw Newcastle do it. You know, so it has it has been done. An awful lot in in the last few years, so I wouldn't rule out someone like Croke. But and the Pearshig Triple is certainly on the cards here. And then the Junior A Championship, we have our eight quarter finalists: Krakora versus Kalidi, Castletown Ballygrand versus Drum Broadford, Saint Kieran's versus Kiltili Drum Keen, and Patrickswell versus Dune. Similarly, Matt, if you were to call where that competition will end up, where would you think? Oh, I'd like to put the six eight names into hat and pull one out, Jack. I have to too. We spoke about um teams coming back from losing a final. That would be St. Kieran's in that case. Saint and you did talk about them so far. They're one of two teams with a hundred percent record themselves and Patrick's mm-hmm. well. If <laughs> would they be one of the teams you'd be looking to come out of this hat if you were to oh, draw? Yeah, of course, of course. Them? Anybody that comes through it with the uh, with, with, with without you know, with, with full points from their from their games, you know, they they, they have a certain amount of of, um, of of momentum and winning mentality, Jack. But knockout knockout hurling takes on a life of its own. It does, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, Castletown Ballet Grand, you know, they'll have a say in it. I think. Yeah. I think if it's not St. Kieran's, I think the winner of Krakora and Kalidi could be could be our winners. But uh yeah, it's 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 very interesting. And then obviously we have the Premier Intermediate Championship. And you know, I was talking to you yesterday. I don't think we've seen a scenario like this going into the final round that we have no but no team guaranteed to be true. Now, some teams are obviously in a better position than others, but you have Monlene top set with nine points, ahead of Effen with eight, and then you have Brough, Glenroo, Newcastle West, all in seven. Laka on five. Any of those six teams can go through. Capamore's season, you know, they won't get relegated. They won't get promoted. And Nakani have have been relegated to the intermediate ranks. But I mean, you know, it, it's another, I suppose, positive competition that we've lauded over the years. That you go into a final round with eight teams and seven rounds, and you have not one team goes through. Like, who who has the advantage there at going into the final round? Uh, it's it's very very hard to say. Um, you you'd have to say Mona Lena are in a very strong position. Um, uh, Effen and um, coincidentally Mona Lena and Effen meet in the last round. That's what I'm saying. You know, so the, the last round, just for a matter of interest, is Mona Lena against Effen, Brough against Capamore, John Rowe against Drummond Attacker, and Newcastle West against Nakeni. So. Mona- Monaline can be caught if they if they lose and two of Brough, Glenroo and Newcastle win, you know. So even though they're nine points, they still need to get 
the job done in the final round. That's why I was asking which way if you see that one going. Can you put the table up again, there, and uh, uh, I, I'll explain to you why. Um, where would say effing to win, that would take them to 10 points out of reach. Yeah. Well, Brock, well, Brock Glenroe and Newcastle West to win, that would take them on nine points, and you're the four teams on nine points. As it currently stands, Monolina plus 16. Brough are plus 14, and Glenroe are plus 12. Now, Newcastle West are plus two. So, in that type of scenario, you know, um, um, Monoline have very, very little leverage in terms of scoring difference. Yeah, and, and also Newcastle are playing Nakeni. And we, we've seen that the likes of BlackRock, who are already relegated, going to a final game, put up a fight. But Newcastle will be hoping not only to get a win, but probably to get a yeah. um, better their points difference. And if Monoline are to lose, that points difference will obviously go against them. Um, and the, crucial, Laka, the, crucial game, the, the crucial game there, Jack, is Glenroe and Drummond Atlaka. Yeah, because Drummond still have their own chance. They can still get the seven points. So, I mean, that's... Final round is on the, the weekend of the 8th as well. It's a really busy weekend, that weekend of the 8th. We have uh, the final round, Premier Intermediate. We have the quarterfinals in the junior, quarterfinals in the intermediate and senior as well. I think we have football quarterfinals on. Uh, no, the football semifinals are on that weekend as well, I think. you know. So um, we all go that weekend, Matt. But um, as always, we'll finish with our predictions. And if I look at how we got on last week, we did... We did allude to the fact that um, it wasn't our best week in terms of prediction with all the draws, but out of six, I got one. <laughs> you got two, um, which is fairly poor showing from us, Matt. But we did get five and six the last few weeks. But anything to say there on three a, draws there, Jack. Yeah, anything to say. There on, three draws will you will you be starting to pluck for draws this weekend um, in retaliation to that? Uh, no, I, I don't think I will. I, I, I went for one draw and it didn't happen, Brofford and Rue. And um, you went for one draw, Callis Pilan and Kildano Callis Kinry, and it didn't happen. So start this yeah. week, Jack. Yeah, if I was to, I suppose, a spoiler, I, I'm going to go for one draw anyway. So uh, that's, we'll get to it. But um, we'll start top of the table, Group 1, Newcastle West versus Father Casey's. Newcastle West by three. Newcastle West by three. I'm going to go in CW by four. Oh, and we had we have been doing the, the first goal scorers for the Hurland, so we might transfer it over to the football. I know last week um, I went for Niall McKay third week in a row for Munger, and he eventually got me off the board, and so did Pat Ryan. I don't know if you there was a lot of games that didn't have a goal, but um, if you were to say goal scorer in that one, Matt. Mike McMahon. <laughs> I knew you'd go with Mike Mack there. He's, I'd say he's got five goals already in the competition. I'm going to go with Rory O'Brien for uh, Father Casey's in that one. Uh, Clahan versus Mona Lean. I'm going Mona Lean by four. Mona Lean by four. I'm going to side with Mona Lean as well by three. And I'm going to say Brian Donovan to get a goal on his return if he's playing. That is, of course. He's been back for two games. I agree with you, Brian Donovan. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. We had we had those two games. We had around three and four actually. Yeah. Um Ula and Galbley then. So I suppose which team will avoid the relegation? 
Calbly by a point. Calbly by a point and a goal score. Oh, God. Owen O'Mahony. Owen O'Mahony. I'm just thinking now. I would have went Calbly by a point as well. Joe, I'm going to go for a draw in this game, which would be which would be good enough for Galbley. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to go with Jor Quinlan uh, to, to get a goal there. Um, from what I saw against from Galbley against Father Casey's, you know, they gave him an awful lot of it that day. Was, as we said, these games take on a life of their own. Um, we'll start then with a top of the table in Group 2, Adair versus St. Kieran's. Adair by two. There by two and a goal score. Uh, Robbie Burke. Robbie Burke. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you here now. I'm going to go with Kieran's by two points at the top of the table. And I'm going to say Seamus Mangan to get the first goal. Um, Kildano Palace Kennery versus Ballystein. Kildano Palace Kennery by two, Jack. Because <laughs> I know you're going to disagree with me. Yeah. Is, are you are you going for KP to disagree with me or are you going for KP because you think they'll win? Or both? Both. <laughs> KP by two. And, I'm going to go. And then I'm going go. Nashi for the first goal. Peter Nash, first goal scorer. I'm going to go Ballystein by three. Uh, David O'Shaughnessy, first goal scorer. And then Galti Gales versus Barry Landers. Gales by three. Gales by three. And a goal score? Yeah, Alan Condon. Alan Condon. This is the other this is the other game where I win for a draw. Um I actually changed my mind earlier, so I'm gonna go for a draw there. Robbie Child's first goal score. Um so looking at these permutations, you will have Newcastle topping Group 1, followed by Casey's and Monaline with Ula into relegation final. I will have Newcastle topping us, uh, Casey's and Monaline as well, and Ula to go to the drop uh, relegation final, we'll say. And then in Group 2, you have Adair topping us. This is just by judging by these permutations. Adair topping the group ahead of Kieran's. Um, Kildine Palace Kenry to finish third just ahead of Galtig Gales and Ballylanders obviously in relegation final. I have it Kieran stopping the group ahead of it there. Um there'll be enough for Ballystein to come through in third there, judging by my permutations and obviously Ballylanders in relegation. So um that might have been premeditated how my predictions are going, maybe in our favour. But you know, a, a lot a lot a lot to look forward to um this weekend, Matt. We obviously have a, a great a great weekend to look forward to. These are the weekends that we live for, you know. Um yeah. absolutely fantastic. And you know, the games are coming thick and fast, but the way that structure, Jack, is 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 very good. And and I know it's condensed. I, I, I take all of that and um, you know, just just putting in a little plug at this stage. I, I hope that there won't be a clash with the that the senior football semi-finals will be, um, you know, they clashed last year with the senior hurling semi-finals. So I, I wouldn't like that. They're on the same week as the quarter-finals of the hurling, aren't they? Yeah, the the football semi-final is down 
they're down for the 8th of October, which is the same day as Dune and Kidline Palace Kennery in the Hurling quarter final. But also the final round, the Premier Intermediates, all on that Saturday, and so is the County mm-hmm. Cup final. So be hopeful that maybe get some of those games in on Friday night and then have them sit between Saturday day and Saturday evening because, you know, look, there's, there's a lot of games to get in there. We do understand that. Um, so we, when we, we, we get all that, but, you, you know, yeah. um, if the major games could, could be spread out a bit, you know, to, to help and there'd be an awful lot of people much happier um, because there is a half core of people there, Jack, that you see them at every single game and they're, they're telling you this and that, you know, um, there, were, there was an awful lot of people complaining for the first two rounds of the hurling about so much big games being on at the one time. And, um, you know, I know the logistics and having served on a board um, for 10 years, I, I, I know that the, the, the problems that you, that confront officials when they're, when, when they're making fixtures, you know, and there's little nuances there that, you know, that people don't sometimes see and as to why fixtures are in, in such a way. But look, I, I think that there has been a very decent job done in the way that the fixtures have been structured and the way that the pictures, the fixtures even have been have, have been organised. And um, like we, we saw the drama we had last Sunday, it was, it was just fantastic. And let's hope we'll have the same drama this weekend on Saturday and Sunday in the Senior Football Championships. Yeah, I think the final round of games is when you accept they're going to be on the same time. You're supposed to be checking your phone and seeing how things are going. But just on those senior games on Saturday, it's it's Group Two. You have Bellanders versus Galtic Gales at four o'clock in Kilfinnan. All these games are Saturday at four o'clock. KP versus Ballystine in the Bog Garden and St Kieran's versus Dare in Croke. And then the following day at four o'clock again, you Father Casey's versus Newcastle West in Drumcolor. That game has been streamed. You can find the links on the Limerick website or on Sport and Limerick. You have Clahan versus Monaline in Mungret and Ula versus Galbley in Capamore. So, uh, yeah, plenty. Of, there's a full fixture list on the website as well for anyone that wants to get these games. So, don't miss out on, on the final round of football. If it's half as exciting as the hurling, we'll be delighted. So, um, yeah, I think I think we've all everything uh, covered for today, Matt. Um, you will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we do. We do. We do. We're good to go, Jack. We're good to go. So, uh, I suppose best look to... The four teams in the ladies' football semi-finals tonight, first and foremost, and then to all the teams at the weekend. Hopefully, my predictions can come true for for more more reasons than just beating you, but the, the permutations that that come with them. But again, huge thank you to you, Matt, and a huge thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, this has been Tree Talk, episode two hundred and one. Thank you for watching, and we'll be in touch again soon. And Jack, thanks to the people that gave us the good wishes on our two hundred. Yeah, a huge shout out to people that said it online and uh, and in person as well. As long as people are, are happy to to listen to us or watch us, even if there's one person there, uh, that's good enough for us. So again, a huge thank you to you. And I suppose this will be, we'll round out the, the rest of the year with this intro, but I suppose coming into 2023, we'll have to change it just with, with some of the clips that we've been blessed that we touched on last week. But for now, a huge thank you to you, Matt, and we'll talk again soon. The impression again, we get all with what you put into, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game.
Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 